Hey folks, welcome to Shenanigans with Biscuits and Gravy. This is uh, Bigfoot episode part two. Numero dos. That's Here right. we go. The dumper. The dumper. The plooper, pooper. Lopper. Ah, lopper. Lopper lart. Okay. <laughs> this lopper I, I so. had's going to give me a lart. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we are of that age. If you eat pizza, you're going to get the shits. <laughs> yep, yep. And I don't care. But I tell you, so far, this has been really interesting, man. Mm-hmm. It really, really has. It's, it, I mean, some very strange ideas out there mm. about this one simple subject that, yeah. you know, science has been trying to explain forever and still can't. Which one's the craziest? Of the ten theories, which one was the craziest? Mine is the Bigfoot the Psychic. You think that one is? Mm-hmm. I thought the, uh, the half-human, half-lemur. Nah, because I can see a guy getting horny enough to bang a lemur. Okay, I was going to say, I can see a, a giant lemur getting horny enough to bang a female no. woman. No, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's... Uh, yeah, uh-uh. Either but, way, it's some bestiality going on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way to go. Mm-hmm. Way to go, nature. Yeah. So... I had brought up Les Strode. By the way, folks, we're, we're both eating, so you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah, uh, deal with that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Les Strode. I want to hear about this. because Les Strode. This, this is something so, I, don't, I haven't heard before. So, Survivor Man. I don't know how many people have seen the show. I used to love watching it. It's good stuff. He wasn't like uh, Bear Grylls or anything like that. He actually went out into the wild on his own with cameras, set everything up himself, and did it. Mm-hmm. This guy is an actual guide up in uh, Canada and does this filming. It's, it's it's amazing stuff. And I think he really does quite, quite good shows. I mean, I enjoy him. I still watch him even though I've seen some of them a hundred times. Yeah. But uh, I think it was him and his second wife. So apparently this job isn't really conducive to keeping the marriage going. You know what I'm saying? But uh, And they were out living in the bush in the wild. And they were doing it for a year. And they were laying in bed one night. And he said he heard something that sounded like a bipedal animal. Which... I would take it from him that he knows what something walking on two legs and something walking on four legs sounds like in the middle of nowhere of the woods. Mm-hmm. And he said it sounded like a bipedal animal walking up to the tent, and he instinctively thought bear. And he yelled, hey, hey, we're over here. And I, I, evidently at that point they had made themselves kind of like a small shack to live in. Yeah. And he says one of his greatest regrets is to this day that he didn't look around the corner to see what it was because it sounded like it walked like double time out what it walked in. Hmm. Now, but he didn't describe any tracks. Yeah. Never said there was anything there, but I, I also have to keep in mind that where he said was he was in the middle of nowhere in Canada. Like, that is thick bush. Yes. Yes, it is. You would be lucky to find, like, a flat level clearing in some of those spaces. Yeah. 
And depending on the time of year, you may have, you know, nothing to actually leave a good footprint. So that one really struck me. Like, I, I, I don't know why, but when I listened to him tell the story, it really rang true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, it, it felt genuine. The way he talks and the way he yeah. presents himself, it's, it's you know, um, like very calming and relaxing. And while Bill, you know, he, he's, it's not about him. It's just he wants to teach people. Other than that, whatever that guiles, whatever you want to call him. He's just, Air grills, he, yeah. Yeah, he's just an entertainer. That's, that's all he is. He's an entertainer. He used to be, he used to be, you know, special forces and he's now an entertainer. So well, that's what he kind of gained uh, his claim to fame by climbing. Uh, what was it? Everest? Oh, I don't remember. I just all I, all I know is he's, you know, he's he's about the fame, to, the, the, the game of fame, and he likes to drink piss. Yeah, that is so weird. Yeah. Out of a snake. <laughs> Who does it? I have never in my life thought, yeah, I'm going to kill the snake, keep the skin, and I'm going to pee in that shit and then drink it. I'll die. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe it's pride. I don't know. But no, man, I'm just going to die. It was it was cool knowing all of you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am. Hold on. Had to swallow that. Um, no, I, I, I could, I think it'd be at a point where I, I could drink my own piss. But if what I did point? it, I would probably, I, I, I be completely lucid. Um, I've already been dehydrated probably like two days before. And to the point I'm like, I'm extremely delirious. Probably unable to walk. Um... And I would probably get completely naked, lie down, and just pee straight up and into my mouth. But do you think you'd have the stream at that point? Because you're already know. a mess. That's I the thing. You're I'll already be- a mess. Dehydration. You're already massively in kidney failure. I, yeah. Like I, you I might, you might dribble little- just into your belly button and have to, you know. Yeah, I don't know how I would get that out. That would um. Try to do your own belly button shot. Yeah, that that doesn't exactly work, does it? <laughs> I mean, seriously, if I'm that out of it and that thirsty, you know, me trying to drink my own piss and I, if I didn't have a receptacle, oh, yeah, I, I'm totally laying down and I'm going to try and pee in my mouth. Oh, no, man, I can't you know, do it. And it would be everywhere because that'd be me. 90% of all of it hits my face or my chest and then 10% actually goes in my mouth. So, yeah. So, so you inadvertently give yourself a golden shower and you're like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Yep. Oh my God. We have strayed from Bigfoot. Yes, <laughs> we are sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is so good. Oh my God. Okay. So there was uh, another video I saw, which kind of caught my eye, and it was a family. I think it was in Colorado. And there's been a lot of sightings in Colorado that I saw when I was going through all the videos and stuff. And uh, this was of a family in a car, and you see, like, the shaky, you know, uh, handheld 
cell phone cam. And then you hear an, oh, my God, see the black figure go crest. And the kids in the car are screaming bloody murder. Hmm. I mean, losing it. Was that on uh, YouTube? It was. And your your account or or our shenanigans account? No, my own account. I'll uh, try and find it and forward it to you. Okay. But, like, these kids lose their shit like a shit collector with amnesia. I mean, they went if, – if these parents – if this was a gag and these parents did that, somebody call Child Protective Services. Hold on a second. Because those uh, are some let, sick-ass let's, let's, uh, let's back up there. I'm going to hold on there. No. A what Alzheimer's losing – Say that again. Oh, they were losing their shit like a shit collector with Alzheimer's. I, I love that. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm using that. Okay. All right. Go ahead. But, I mean, seriously, these kids sound genuine. If, if they're not genuinely frightened, they need to be in the movies. Mm-hmm. Because they sound like they are about to just fly out the car windows themselves and scamper in the opposite direction in the snow. And, you know, it's it's another one of those. It's blurry. It's out of focus. You can't really tell what it is. Videos. Yeah. But, man, again, the background, the people, it feels genuine. I really, really – I'll try and find it and send you the link because it was it was good. Do you have any so other, what else? Do you have any other uh, Les Stroder ones? No, I have another one, but I'm going to have to find it. So you can go ahead. Okay. Let's yeah. see here. What, um, what, what's this one? Um, here, here's a, uh, a sex slave story. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I have a couple of those. Um... In 1962, a zoologist named Boris uh, Porshnev heard and studied a story of a hominoid named Zana. Now, Zana was a wild woman, or Bigfoot, that was captured in Russia. Uh, She died sometime in the 1880s or 1890s and was believed to be buried outside the village of uh, something-something in Russia. I'm not going to even try to pronounce that. Anyways, uh, she was taken to a village where she was held captive until she became tame enough to do simple chores like a slave. She never learned to talk, only making, you know, you know, inarticulate sounds and, and mutterings. She was described as six foot six feet tall, having black skin with her body covered in reddish black hair. After being mated with many of the village men, she gave birth to four children, uh, two of the males and two females. Uh, and all four of those did live. The villagers took the infants to raise them when they realized that her precious children died. Um, oh, I mean, no. The villagers took the infants to raise them when they realized that her previous children died because she watched she had washed them in ice cold water from a stream. Oh my God! What a bad mom! Oh. <laughs> Jesus! Where's the maternal instinct? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He oh, just dunk you in this ice bath. Don't you feel good? Uh oh, it's blue. Oh. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. That's uh, wow. You're telling the story. <laughs> I'm just giving an opinion. 
This is fucking awful. Hey, I'm generic. You went detailed. Oh my god. Yeah. But that's us. Anyways. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, uh, her remains were, were never found. Uh, permission was given to exhume the remains of Zana, uh, uh-huh. youngest son, uh, Kiwit, which, um, were dug up and studied by Igor Bortsev. Why can I not get a normal name? Good God. Um, now these reports apparently <laughs> were published in happen in normal areas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But apparently, there's, there's a study that was published in 1987, and I was mm-hmm. going to look this up, and I completely forgot about it. You know, it's uh, thanks to cognitive, you know, impairment. But, um, oh, here's another. In 1924, a trapper by the name of Albert Ostman claimed to have been kidnapped by a large male Bigfoot. He was taken back to their camp and held for a week before he could escape. He believed he was taken as an unwilling bridegroom or bridegroom for the Bigfoot's daughter. What? This is a backwood English shit right An unwilling bridegroom. Yeah. Like how? Did they measure him for a tux? <laughs> I mean, how do you just assume that? Made of bear hair or something? Bear skin. I mean, do you think bear? Would it be bear? I don't know. Yeah, I um. I don't. I mean, this. See, I I don't know. I think that. I, why am I thinking about that? Why am I even <laughs> contemplating this? Like, I'm like, I think they'd like beaver more. You know, it's more of a softer. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting way too deep into big. <laughs> I'm contemplating its clothing choices. Okay, let's see. What's let's see another one here. I've got Killer Bigfoot. Pepsi. Should I? Uh, I have a couple old ones, and then, mm. oh, you know what? Oh, I, I have to go over the lumberjack. I have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're gonna go another uh, sex slave. We're um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing it. Lumberjack's worst nightmare. <laughs> Lady Bigfoot kept me as her love slave. Okay. All right. Um, a lumberjack who vanished in the woods four months ago has resurfaced with a bizarre explanation for his absence. He says he was kidnapped by an enormous Lady Bigfoot who kept him as her love slave. Um, Macho Paul Stillyard of Ogden, Oregon, says he is completely traumatized by the experience. Who the hell names their kid Macho? I was just about to bring that up. What the hell? <laughs> See, oh, we, we don't get normal names, you know. No, just, no, never. But at least you could pronounce this one. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the animal. He says the animal used me as her plaything. The striping six footer says his face drawn. Not only did I have to have sex with her, she made me clean her cave and do other women's work. I even had to groom her like some kind of ape. It was totally humiliating and degrading. Um, Now, experts call a case eerily reminiscent of the abduction ordeal of a Washington lumberjack, Leon Vertle, who was hauled away by a love-starved Bigfoot in the fall of 1991, as the Weekly World News reported at the time. Which, by the way, the Weekly World News, I think, has been retired. I hope so, because that was the home of Bat Boy. 
that was such a great magazine. I loved it. Yeah, it was. Um, Very good stuff. And he says, um, Macho, Macho Paul, Macho. And he says, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's entirely possible that we're dealing with um, the same. Wait a minute. Who the hell said this? I think it's entirely possible that we're dealing with the same female bookfoot, given how far they roam, says a leading authority on the elusive creature. Uh, we could be looking at a bigfoot who's developed a liking for human males, which would mean no man in the Pacific is safe. <laughs> Pacific oh my God! Be on your be on the lookout. <laughs> you might you might get raped by a bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> this this was September. This this uh, came out in two uh, two thousand three. Uh, okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Stillyard, Macho Paul, uh, Stillyard, thirty-four says a strange encounter with uh, nature being uh, began as he was walking to his truck after parting company with his with uh, his eighteen-man work detail around dusk on May twelfth. Suddenly, this thing sprang out of the bushes. He recalls it was eight feet tall and covered with fur and had low-hanging breasts. She must have been old. Um, I made a run for it, but the big. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh I, 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 I apologize. That was good. No, it was good. Lord, I apologize. I made a run for it, but the Bigfoot chased me down, picking me up like a boy, and carried me off over her shoulder. I remember mm. she stinked to high heaven. Uh, Stillyard says that two hours later, when they reached the Bigfoot's cave on the side of the, uh, the high mountain cliff, there was no doubt what she had in mind. She kept uh, batting her eyes and wiggling her head. <laughs> Oh my god. I I just oh my god. I just uh uh yeah. Wiggling her hips. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Um like like <sighs> she expected me to make the first move, he says. When I didn't, she stripped me, threw me on the on my back and raped me. Still here it says each day that uh the she beast uh, for each day, she foraged for nuts and berries while he cleaned the cave, tossing out bones, branches, twigs, and other uh, refuse blown in by the wind. If I made a fuss, she'd cu she'd uh, cuff me hard, sometimes on the chest, but usually on the head. Uh, she'd make my ears ring. Driven to the desperation, Stillyard says he finally escaped from the ape woman's uh, mountain lair by crafting a primitive rope ladder from branches and vines. I broke a wrist on the way down, but it was worth it to get away from her, he says. While Stillyard's amazing tale has captivated Bigfoot researchers in Oregon, his his wife, Tracy, is less impressed. She began, <laughs> she began to talk about divorce proceedings. Paul may have captured by a strange female creature, but it could just easily have been a girlfriend, she told a reporter. Uh, Macho, oh my God. Macho is still sticking to her story and has volunteered to take a lie detector test. He will not comment right, on his wife's right. accusations. He volunteered for the lie detector oh, now. Come on. Man. Man. Poor Paul. Give Macho. Macho Paul. I mean, give him credit. He yeah. volunteered for the lie detector. We don't have the results when this is 2003? I, I don't know. Um, like I said, Weekly World News is uh, doesn't exist anymore. Ah, oh, no, damn. the news. It is the news. <laughs> yeah, all news now is the weekly world news. <laughs> That's pretty damn true.
<laughs> yeah, it, it's sad too. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? What? Ten foot tall, ape being raped woman. by Bigfoot? Yeah. Can I imagine? No, I don't want to. You, <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I don't can, have to. Could you? Can you think? Would you think it's believable? Uh, I would say yes, merely because I've seen really horny women, and they will damn near cart you out of somewhere if you show even the remotest interest. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will agree. I mean, like Lawrence Taylor linebacker style. God help us. Like you're like, oh, oh, excuse me. I, I just wanted to stand it. Come on! And next thing you know, you're getting carted out of Chili's like a bitch. You know, you're like, where are we going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember those days. Those were rough. Ye- that was right at the start of the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um... I have the Bigfoot videos. Oh, I'm on the wrong Google account. That's why. Okay. I have a song that I will be ending oh, this Lord. episode with. Uh-huh. So I will not speak of it until you guys hear it. You just did. Any more about it. <laughs> All righty then. Okay, now, and here's the thing, too, and I, I, I apparently, okay, this is, um, how am I going to explain this? Or I don't without know. Without sounding creepy as hell. Um, I'll just give that up and let it go. Yeah, I'm going to let it go. Uh, during the time when uh, I, I acquired some CBD, uh, some gummies, actually, or edibles, should I say, and mm-hmm. they weren't exactly CBD, it was more THC. And uh, I did not know this. And I was, there was something in the news about a political figure on his computer or something. Someone saw he was looking at Bigfoot porn. What? Yeah. So I'm trying to research this. And this is when the edible kicks in overdrive. And apparently on my history, I see, you know, the name. The next day, I probably watched uh, about 20 different videos. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't even... (laughs) How rare is it that I just don't know what to say? (laughs) I don't remember, man. I... oh, Like the... (laughs) Like okay, let's break this down one at a time. Okay, okay, let's get Bigfoot porn. Yeah, let's let's get the big chunk out of the way. I was trying to find the article. And you I didn't just look it up somewhere. I I googled it, and apparently, what I thought was it. Like I said, what'd you t- Google? Bigfoot porn? I don't remember. I I think I put like uh, politician uh, Bigfoot porn. I think is what it was, and I was trying to find an article about it because I is someone briefly mentioned it. Um, or I saw it briefly mentioned on Facebook and the timeline, whatever, I don't know. But anyways, I clicked on something that happened to be a video. And this is it by the time I said the edible decides to kick in overdrive. Yeah. So I'm not exactly 
uh, very coherent. And what I thought was supposed to be CBD to help with my pain, no, 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 they decided to give me a THC, which was like the second strongest one they had. All right. Yeah. This is July 30th, 2018. Bigfoot porn has become a major controversy in the U.S. House. Whoa. A Virginia Republican who has been linked to white supremacists now faces accusations. <laughs> I can't believe this is real. <laughs> Hang on. Let me open this shit. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> A Virginia Republican who has been linked to white supremacists now faces accusations of liking Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> yeah. I keep talking. It's so good. So, so now, now you I see, can't uh, believe you didn't end the episode on this. <laughs> see, now, now you see where, uh, um, how I could suddenly go into videos of... Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> trying to read some of this shit. Apparently taken from Republican rival Denver Denver Riggleman's Instagram page, showing a bugfoot-like creature with its genitals obscured by a censored sign. Riggleman was caught on camera campaigning with white supremacists. Cockburn wrote in the tweet referring to the video showing her opponent, blah, 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 blah. Now he has been exposed as a devotee of Bigfoot erotic. <laughs> <laughs> a diva. Oh, they showed the drawing. <laughs> oh, which website is it? Uh, I'm on the Huffington Post. Oh, I was on the wrong one. Okay, hang on. Where is it? Oh, oh. Uh, hang on, I'll forward it to you right now. Yeah, do 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 so. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. <laughs> I can't believe that's real, dude. That is so awesome. Oh my god, how did I not find that? <laughs> that is so beautiful. Yeah, it, and it's. Uh, uh, so yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, and it, that's I, I oh. it, the thing. I don't remember how I heard about it, and I decided, hey, I, I'm I, I'm I'm curious. I want to know more about it. I cannot believe. I don't. I don't know how this gets around. <laughs> I don't. Now, 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 I do remember looking at this. This. Uh, this. This does because the pick the drawn picture of the wiener and and yes, I I do. <sighs> I have never heard of this, man. <laughs> I, could, I could be totally honest. This is wow. Yeah. But the I, fact I, that I, she used a... the word devotee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I mean, it, yeah, I kind of kept this one to myself. That's good. That's good. I like that one, man. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was intense. I can't believe that was real. <laughs> oh, man. 
That's uh, like I know we all have weird fetishes. We all got a weird thing. Yeah. You know that you don't want the world to know, but like Bigfoot porn. I mean, I'd tell my neighbor that the first time I met them. Because <laughs> it's like just crazy enough sounding to be like, oh, he's probably messing around. <laughs> like, I enjoy Bigfoot pornography. And they're like, right, whatever. <laughs> then they come over and you're rubbing wool on yourself and all sweaty. <laughs> Why, why is the pillow sticky? Uh, oh, that's so gross. I was, uh, I was drooling. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. It's, uh, folks, we didn't plan on even talking about that. It just kind of slipped out. Wow, that was good. Yeah. Okay, where were you? <laughs> okay, well, um, I was going to talk about this uh, this issue of missing people up in... Uh, um, British Columbia. Yes, sir. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read it here. Um, I can't remember where this article came out of. I didn't. Once again, I didn't write down the website because, you know, I. Who cares? Um, many strange disappearances have occurred on a stretch of highway that covers uh, 837 miles in the state of British Columbia, Canada, mostly involving women or children. Um, few roads on earth are more dramatically breathtaking than Canada's Highway 16. The lonely highway stretches east to west through British Columbia, winding its way through snow peaks, um, bustling mill towns in a remote and lonely wilderness. No one knows what or who exactly is to blame for the missing and the dead. Canadian Mountain Police, uh, in some cases believe it is the work of a serial killer, yet more than three decades have passed without any luck. Even a special task force has been formed, and a Canadian government inquiry has opened regarding why so many women, ranging in age from children to adults, have either been killed or have never been found. Recently, in May of 2011, another young woman disappeared never to be seen again. A 20-year-old female vanished near what has come to be known as the Highway of Tears. Uh, the young girl was last seen at 3 a.m. in the night of May 27, 2011, at Hogsback Lake, a very popular camping and party spot. The campsite is located about 15 miles south of the young woman's small town of Vanderhoof. A few days after the young lady went missing, police found her belongings, tent, and pickup uh, truck at the campsite, but no sign of the young woman was ever found, and search parties came up empty-handed after several days. The young girl's fate appears to be one of the latest in a more than three decades long period during which numerous women have been killed or gone missing near three, uh, near three of uh, British Columbia's northern highways, most prominently Highway 16. Uh, Canada is a country where murder rate is, uh, is uh, for instance, 2009, it was 610 homicides. Uh, compared to that year, the uh, United States had you know, over 13,000 homicides. Damn, that's quite a disparity. Oh, yeah. Now, while the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police say the number of missing and dead totals 18, um, the Aboriginal leaders in the area say the real number is much higher, probably around 43. Damn. Um, Royal Canadian Mounted Police believe that Highway 16 is possibly the trolling ground of a serial killer or killers. Uh, others put the blame on truck drivers who regularly haul timber and other uh, resources through the remote uh, communities. According to the RCMP, which is Royal Canadian Mounted Police, statistics in 2011 um, 
Ten of the 18 apparent victims lived in remote Aboriginal communities and used hitchhiking as a possible means of travel. Uh, in 2011, Chris uh, Freeman, a spokesman for the Canadian government-funded uh, Missing Women Commission of Inquiry, stated, whether it is one person or whether it is a few individuals, it is really open to spe uh, speculation. It could just be that some uh, sick people up there realize that women hitchhiking alone are easy pickings. Uh, towns are far more, far more apart and there are long stretches of roads. Sometimes the radio fades out and there is no cell service. There are logging roads off every highway. If someone has bad intentions, you'll find a victim. Uh, someone can go off and drive for an hour and throw a body into a ravine and they'll never be found. Uh, as of June 2012, the ongoing uh, and in-depth um, investigation had not created any new leads on the cases of the missing and murdered women, except for reports from April of 2011 when police uh, distributed a sketch from an elderly man who attempted to kidnap a 20-year-old woman at a location near Highway 16, but the man was never found. The first documented case of a missing and murdered victim was a young woman, 27 years of age, in 1969. Uh, some residents of the many communities uh, near the so-called Highway of Tears worry that the same may happen to other women and have taken upon themselves to post a warning sign for women to be cautious when traveling Highway 16. Like, there's no a legit, there is a sign, you know, that, you know, it warns the women of, um, I forgot what it said. I was going to draw, uh, print a picture out. On February 5th of 2002, a local man from Vancouver named Robert Picton was arrested and charged as the prime suspect of 27 murders, which includes some of the murders of this mystery. While in jail, Picton admitted that he had killed over 49 women. Even after his capture, murders and missing women reports continued and still remain unsolved. An article written in the summer 2000 about Sasquatches in British Columbia by Dr. John um, Bindernagel, Bindernagel. Wow. Uh, he talked. <laughs> 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 of course, another name. All right. John Bindernagel talked about a few reports of over 200 possible sightings of Bigfoots. Um, so as you would guess, many would have a connection to Bigfoot and this mystery with so many reports of Bigfoot sightings since the early 70s in the vicinity of Highway 16 and other highways in British Columbia. Now, this story, like I said, with that, that guy with pin, or Bender Nagel, mm -hmm. um, that coincides with uh, that uh, Dave Pauly Tease, Paul, whatever it is, from Missing 411. And like, I'm looking at this map here, okay? And there's a heavy concentration from uh, North California, uh, you know, the uh, pretty much west of Oregon, almost all, pretty much all of Washington, um, northern part of I uh, Idaho, uh, western part of Montana, um, parts of Colorado, uh, parts of Wyoming, uh, along with um, Utah, um, and it's just, and there's just an increase, a heavy amount of you know, both missing people and Bigfoot sightings all correlate. There's also a place in uh, Central Eastern, looks like Central Eastern uh, California. I can't read it because it's a paper, not a big map. But uh, um, there's also places like Oklahoma, but more on the eastern side by, uh, um, well, You're doing good. 
I mean, there, there's there's a little bit up in the northeast. Um, but I mean, it's when you look at a map. I mean, it's, you just look at some of the maps of missing people, and it just it matches up with uh, Bigfoot sightings. So there's a really big talk about Bigfoot that are kidnapping people or murdering people. So do you think it's Bigfoot that's kidnapping people or it's people who are willing to dress up like a gorilla in that area to kidnap people? Uh, no, I, here's my thing. If, if, if it is Bigfoot, there, Bigfoot possibility. I believe Bigfoot exists, you know. Of the theories, I would say probably the ancient ancestors. That's the most plausible to me, you know, as far as what they are. Um, so yeah, I could see Bigfoot doing it. However, um, we I think we've mentioned this before, but you know, truckers. It's yeah. Too easy for them to. Uh, um, Very transient population. Yes. So I, I think if you're if you're going to talk about missing people, um, when it comes to murders and stuff like that. You're you're primarily going to look at truckers. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Now, as far as people that don't stay on a trail or a road and they just kind of wander off, well, they're more likely to just get lost and die. <laughs> Sorry, that's just that's how it is. People do it. They do it in Hawaii all the time. I don't know how we went hiking there all the time. How the hell do you wander off and get lost? Usually I mean, an, honestly, there's like an accident or something, but yeah. Well, I can see that accident, but like just wandering and like, hey, let's take this left. No, let's stay on the trail. Yeah. Dummy. Like, is it that hard? Yeah. Like, you want to get lost? Uh... I'll tell them where you went left, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to check out that, that movie or documentary, Missing 411. I will. I will. I'm actually going to look it I'll up. I'll make a note of it right now, actually. Now, do you have any other stories? I do not, man. I'm trying to find that other list road when I, I saved and I can't find it. Really? Oops, whoops, whoops. Totally, uh, oh yeah, I got, I got to search, don't I? Use the search button option. Boy missing? Wait, what is boy missing? Is this something new? Ooh, I'm going to add this to my list. Okay. Um... Murder Mountain, new. No. Where's, where's the missing 411? How did I... Was it... Maybe it wasn't on Netflix. Maybe it was on Amazon. Hey, that happens. Yeah. I'm gonna look here. I do have a couple of other stories. Cool, they're, cool. They're actually articles that to read from, not, not my own... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> nice. 411 missing. So, oh, yeah. Missing 411. Yeah, that's what it's called. Ooh, I got another one. Dennis Martin case. Uh, okay. I got those saved then. What else do I got? Okay. Um, this is article by... You know that uh, when I was mentioning uh, John Bendernagel? Yeah. I have that article that I, I mentioned in the, uh, where he, where the, the, where he, his theory that it's Bigfoot's murdering people and kidnapping him. 
Mm -hmm. I have the actual thing. It is kind of long. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six pages long. Good damn Ugh. God. Yeah. What else do I got? All this paper, wasting paper, printing it all out. But hey, <laughs> um, I have one uh, story. California in the 1800s, and then uh, another one by the Race of Giants in 1924. Nice. Um, you know what? We'll do that. We'll do that one. <clears throat> Clue to gorilla men found may be lost race of giants. An article uh, done July 16, 1920 or 1924. Um, man, there's so many words that I can't pronounce. This is <coughs> bullshit. <laughs> okay. Um, the Claylim Indians tell of a eight foot. Uh, Seatics who killed uh, ki killed game by hypnotism. Huh? Really? Wow. An existence to be kept secret by other Indian tribes. Um, mountain devils discovered at a Mount St. Helens near Kelso are not other than the Seatic uh, uh, tribe, said uh, Jorg Tolsky. Really? Uh, Clanlam Tribe editor of the Real American and Indian National Weekly publication in an interview here. To, uh, interview, Siatik uh, is a Clanlam pronunciation. All of the tribes pronounce it Siatik, or something like that. Oh, fuck. Spell it. S e e a h t k o h. You got me, man. That's some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I think you did well the first time. <laughs> you keep that up. <laughs> the Indians of the Northwest have kept the existence of these of these uh, creatures a secret, uh, partly because they know no white man would believe them. In, uh, and the Indian, known for its honesty and truthfulness, does not like to be called a liar. Uh, partially because the Northwest Indian is ashamed of the uh, the Seatic tribe, um, the Mountain Devils or Gorillas who bombarded the Prospect Shack and. Um, shack of Mont St. Helens in 1924. According to the description of the miners, are none other than the uh, Seatuck tribe, with whom every Indian in in the Northwest is familiar. Um, and I believe this is the story of uh, you were mentioning earlier. The miners, hmm. Mount yes, St. Sir. Helens, 1926. Oh, no, this was 1906. Okay, this was 1924. Okay. Um, now, apparently, they were thought that these things were thought to be extinct or whatever. Hang on, I need to take a chug here. Take a chug. I have some pomegranate cranberry aloe vera juice drink that's got chunks of stuff. And I don't know which of them are chunks of what, but yeah. The hell is it supposed to do? Um, it's a health drink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is the guy who ate three microwave burritos last night. And three like, it's a health eggs. drink. And three hard-boiled eggs. Oh, and my. three beers. And three beers. Yeah, yeah. That juice is really doing a lot of cleansing. Holy sheep shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
least I don't dick around. If I'm just going to drink, I'm going to drink a Pepsi. <laughs> it offsets the beer a little. <laughs> um, now, these sea uh, ticks were last heard of by the uh, Cl- the Clalomanians about 15 years ago, which is approximately 1899 to 1909. And it was believed by the present-day Indians that they have been extinct. The Seatic uh, tribe also make their home in caves in the uh, heart of the wilderness of Vancouver Island and in the Olympic Range, in particular, Mount St. Helens. And now you think about it, when they talk about the caves, that kind of goes with the other theory you know, we have that's uh, very mm-hmm. plausible. Um, <clears throat> as this, do, 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 these, uh, these creatures are um, described to be seven to eight feet tall. They have a hairy bodies like a, like a bear. They are great hypnotists and kill their game by stunning them with the hypnotic power. They also oh have a God. gift. Of, they also have a gift of ventriloquism. There it is. That's all I needed, man. That's it. We got Jeff Dunham out here in a friggin' squatch outfit. Friggin' Ahmed. I give you. Roaming around the forest together. It's a fantastic world we live in. It's amazing. I don't know what I'm the hell. <laughs> Oh, my God. I didn't even read this whole article before. I was like, oh, you know, this. Like- I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> I'm really so glad you didn't. That was awesome. <laughs> but go ahead. Let, lay the rest of these, these <laughs> hardcore facts on us. Hypnotism and ventriloquism. Hold on. Yes. I got a oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> oh, God. All right. Maybe I shouldn't eat all that last night. <laughs> okay. That's not going to go away anytime soon. No, um, it's not. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So, they, they have a gift of ventriloquism. <laughs> Throwing the voices at great distances and can imitate any bird in the Northwest. They have a very keen sense of humor. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> like, that is such a... This is an article from 1924, so I... I, I, I oh, God. They have a great sense of humor. They enjoy juggling and slapstick-style comedy, much as the Marx Brothers. <laughs> what the hell? They do a great impression of who's on first. If you like voice... <laughs> <laughs> That was good. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I lost where it was. I don't think it matters. (laughs) In the past generations, uh, these creatures stole many Indian women and Indian babies. They lived entirely in a mountain coming down to the shores only when they wanted a change of diet. The, uh... The Quinaults, they uh, claim that they generally, they generally came once a year to the uh, Quinault River about around the fall time. The uh, Clalums say that they favored the river area near Brennan on a on Hood Canal. After having their fill of fresh salmon, they stole dr- uh, dried salmon from the Indian women. Um, this <laughs> this uh, uh, Celtic tribe are harmless if left alone. 
The Klamath tribe, however, at one time, uh, several generations ago, killed a young man of the Asiatic tribe to their everlasting sorrow, for they killed off a whole branch of the Klamath tribe, but one. And he was merely left to tell the tale to the other Klamaths up, up sound. The uh, Klamath Indians believe that the uh, Asiatic tribe had become extinct. <clears throat> and it is 15 years since their tracks were last seen, recognized at the Brennan River. Uh, prior to that time, many Klamath Indians had met and talked with men of the strange tribe from the Seatix uh, talk from the Seatix, and they talk uh, their strange tongue, um, which is said to have originated from their bear tongue in oral history or tribal legends. Um, the Quinault Indians, huh. however, claim that the Fred Pope of the uh, Quinault tribe and George uh, Hayesman of the uh, Satsop tribe were fishing about 15 miles up the uh, Quinault River in the month of September four years ago, which is 1920, um, when they were visited by the Seatics. The two, uh, the two Indians had caught a lot of steelhead trout, and <clears throat> where they left, uh, they left in their canoe, and the Seatics stole them. Uh, Henry. Napoleon of the Klalem tribe is the only Indian who was ever uh, invited to the home of the Seatic tribe. It was only Neapolitan who was visiting relatives. Uh, it was while Neapolitan was visiting relatives on the British Columbia coast about 30 years ago, um, which about 1895, that he met. What is that noise? I don't hear anything. Hold on, hold on. Give me okay. 10 seconds. You're good. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know what that was, but... um. Okay, yeah, we're, we're, you know what, we're done with this article. <laughs> I can't, I can't read anymore. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> hypnosis and ventriloquism. Yeah. Yeah. You really could have just stopped there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I probably should have. I like the ventriloquism, though. <laughs> But, but we talked about that at the very beginning, you know. Oh, they can mimic a bullfrog. Maybe it's just a bullfrog. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, how are you going to say it's not? Yeah. <sighs> That's just ridiculous. Yes. Yes. Which is one thing they do always in that show Finding Bigfoot that just, just grates me. If they just did interviews and showed, I mean, show crap tapes, fine. But call them crap. Yeah. You know, don't just entertain them to entertain them. And I hate that. Yeah, I, I think I watched a, a few episodes from the first season before I had to stop. I, I couldn't because <clears throat> it was pissing me off, actually. Yeah. I mean, I can I, I, see how I was, some people I was watch it for comedic mad. value. But for me, yeah. like, I like documentaries. I like nature films like that. Like, so watching it almost be getting made fun of kind of irks me. I don't know. I have another one that I think has oh. um, this story. It's um, 
is uh, Tolawa Indian Stories. And I think this is what uh, the Del Norte County in California in the 1800s. Um, okay. I'm, I'm hoping this one has, uh, you know, less of those difficult words to pronounce. <laughs> the last we one can all hope for it. Oh, my God, yeah. <clears throat> now, the uh, Tolawa Indians, they inhabited the far northwestern parts of North California, just below what is now the Oregon border. Um, and there's a link to talk about them more, but screw that. Here's uh, Kathleen's Recollections. Anne and Red Cody recently met and interviewed a woman named Catherine, who is a Tolawa Indian heritage. <clears throat> okay. Uh, who is of Tolawa Indian heritage. Her mother was Tolawa, father an Irish immigrant logger. She is now 72 and recalls many legends about Bigfoot, though none in any particular order. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Way too much gas. You are so gassy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just waiting for more to come barreling out. <laughs> it's impressive. When I talk a lot, I think that I think this well. I don't. I don't normally talk this much. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Neither of us are big talkers at home. <laughs> especially the fact that fact that flack flack flack. Especially the fact that nowadays I slur like really bad. Yeah. And like I, I'll notice it, and I'm just like, "Wow, I really sound like that." Yeah, but nobody cares. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> um, okay. The following uh, are some of the recollections <clears throat> that uh, the this woman um, Catherine has. I remember my grandfather telling stories of a large, hair-covered man creature. As a young boy, he was hunting and felt like he was not alone. He sat near a bush and waited to see who who might be following him. Not 30 feet away was a tall, muscular, hair-covered creature standing behind a tree. He watched her for a few minutes until a turn and walked away up the hill. He told his father about this, and his father said that they were a quiet people who shared the bounty of the forest and rivers with the Indians. Many had been seen, but it was considered evil to kill one as they had never harmed the Indians. In the eatings, they could be heard screaming in the woods, communicating with each other. Uh, my brother Joe, 10 years my junior, saw what appeared to be a mother with a youngster in tow. The oh, infant boy. was playing with a stick near the creek while the mother stood, uh, stood still and watched. When she noticed my brothers cross the creek, she grabbed the young one by the shoulder, pulling him in front of her. She herded him, uh, her, herded him into the trees. She looked back a few times to see if Joe was following. He was amazed at how quiet and stealthy they were. The mother was dark and in, in, in uniform or in uniform and color, while the young one was more mottled with a light fur on the torso and shoulders. <clears throat> Her grandfather told this story, and she would be put in. Uh, she would put the year in about the 1880s. In the morning, our parents gathered all the family to clean and flay salmon from a catch. We would prepare the fish for smoking. We left the entrails for the animals and birds to eat. After a day of work, we packed up the place and started on the walk back to the fire area. Uh, I left my knife on the bank and returned to fetch it. As I approached the cleaning area, I saw the big hairy man squatting down, eating the fish entrails. Uh, when he saw me, he stood up, roared, uh, perhaps to scare me, but did not want to share his meal. Uh, I ran back and told my mother, and she said I should never venture out alone. 
We returned in an hour, and the huge pile of entrails was gone. Uh, there, were, there was more entrails left. Uh, there's, there were there. I, I literally, my eyes just jiggled, and I forgot where I was. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Um, they just ate. The, came back, found the entrails gone. Yeah. Um, here's another story uh, about Kathleen's grandfather. Uh, we would see him once. Uh, we we would see him once in a while, mostly in the evenings, just after the sun would go down. Sometimes in the very early morning. They knew we were there, but they would not harm us. They would go out in darkness so they would not have to be, be seen by people. They would sometimes come near the fire at night, but stay just out of sight. Your nose would tell you that they were near, as they smelled like rotten meat. The, yeah. uh, my father once saw two big creatures standing on opposite sides of a small clearing, yelling and throwing sticks. Uh, he thinks they were fighting for the space or, uh, of perhaps, or perhaps for food. Um, he saw them many mm -hmm. times, but he was never afraid. They would sometimes take his food at night, but they would never hurt people. Um, now, when my brother was a baby, our mother left him in a hammock when she went for water. She came back, and the creature was very near him, smelling him, but did not touch him. And knew it was a harmless baby, but was just curious. Um, now, this frightened her mother, but the creature went up the hill when she approached. Oh, I mean, it frightened our mother, but the creature went up the hill when she approached. Uh, this is these are Kathleen's stories about her sibling or family, their encounters. Hmm. So apparently, some of the people around there, the local residents and the Indians, they knew about him. It was like a mutual whatever you call it. Eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. See these stories stretch so far back. Mm-hmm. And I mean even farther over in you know like Eastern Europe and like the Far East. Yeah. There's got to be some some kind of credibility to it, man. Like, I, I still have that hope in me that there is that one little shred of evidence that'll pop up. That one piece of hair we really can't quantify or tell what it goes to, something. And I, I, here, here's my thing. Um, my theory. So this will be 11. Um... <clears throat> I, I, I would say that, yes, they do exist, and I'm going to go conspiracy right now. I'm going to say that it's, it's um, for the simple fact, it would completely change science and what we know. So in order not to have to go through that, it's covered up. Okay. Would that make sense? Hmm. Hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I just want, I mean, it's, it's been so long. Do we ever get good footprints? Ever? Ever? Maybe some. I think but the majority of them are fake. I, see, and I do too. Especially the ones that seem so neat, because if you've ever, I mean, walking in sand is one thing. You know, I'm not even going to say. Sand don't maintain a print. It does, actually. Mud doesn't. Mud, your foot just kind of slops in and slops out. No, it doesn't. It will make, I mean, it does make it. you got to remember, I was trained to, to be a tracker. Oh, okay, so, okay, I'll ask you. I thought mud was much more of a soft medium that, you know, it squishes between your toes. You're not going to get a very good 
track out of it or it won't look like your foot like like a sand imprint will no you will actually get a very it'll be extremely noticeable hmm in mud oh yeah so like you'd be able to see deviations in the skin stuff like that like lines if they were big enough it by reading a uh, by reading a footprint you can actually tell if they have an injury or something if they're carrying something if they're leaning a certain way you know if mm -hmm. it's a male or female um, and these are the things that I got taught how to do. It's very fascinating. Matter of fact, we first started off on a beach and we started from mm -hmm. it kind of like you start off in a, in a crawl, then you go to a walk and then a run. Mm -hmm. So we'd go, you know, try off in areas that were like deserts, areas that were like thick in the jungles. And we try areas that were like forest. And it is pretty fascinating because it's not just the footprints. I mean, and this is something when it comes to tracking, you're not just going to get the footprint alone. You're going to have what you call bottom sign and top sign. Mm -hmm. Now, bottom sign or bottom sign, S-I-G-N, sorry, my, <clears throat> my slurring, but uh, is from like ankle and below. And what this is, is like, you know, not just the print, but also like if you're, someone steps on like a twig like if they when they pick let's say someone picks their foot up after they make a mm -hmm. step in transition from the resting foot up and forward into the next resting position you're gonna have all kinds of things you can kick uh rocks you can kick uh, sticks foliage um you can have transfer um mm -hmm. like you'll like for any greenage, whatever you can, you know, you, you can pretty easily learn to tell if um, by what it did. It doesn't necessarily like you can have like a leaf or something that's crushed into the ground. Obviously, yeah, you you know there that's this someone stepping on it. You're gonna see the ring there. Um, and it's just it's so many different things. It's like when when I practice and like how I was taught to and the way I practice is I'll just I'll make like a couple footprints. And I will literally go find five different things in each particular print. It's yeah. a good idea. And uh, and it's it's, but the thing is too, you know, it's just like I have to do a lot of training on my own. Yeah. And uh, because I, there's only certain times I can actually go to recertify and everything like that. Um, which my how next, often do you have to recertify? Uh, next or this coming December it expires, I think. So what's it last like? Two years, five years? Two years, depending which one it is. Oh, okay. Because okay. my uh, I have my advanced uh, um, uh, advanced tracker, um, which is still active, but my crime scene, uh, my crime scene track investigator is that's only a year, just because wow. it has to deal with you know when law enforcement crime scenes and everything. So you have to be very, it's very particular everything because you could totally fuck up a whole crime scene. So wow. you have to know exactly what to do, you know, how to place your movements, everything like that, you know, the reports, everything. <clears throat> so, um, I don't know if I've ever messed up a crime scene. I've created a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever messed one up intentionally. <laughs> but, um, but there's also like a top sign, which is from the ankle and above. And this could be not just like your height, but even maybe even a little higher, depending on what was moved, what the surrounding brush was or foliage. Um, for instance, if you walk by a bush and you could just just brush it with your shoulder 
and you can actually watch it's like pieces will actually bend they'll move you know or break and it maybe still be attached but you'll actually see it you know yeah and it, it's it's and that can give you a direction of, of travel you know and wow. there's things so i mean when you're looking and there are there's some people that train trackers that they're that they're not that good you know, and they're like, focus on the ground, focus on the ground, you know, maybe look a little bit, mainly focus on the ground and you have to see the whole picture you yeah. know, to, for a, a very good tracker and experienced tracker. One, you have to put hours in all the time. You have to put your personal time. You have to not only it, it's down when I mean, you look down in front of you, you look out in front of you. You look to your left on the right. Well, you look down in front of you, the left and the right. Look out in front of you, left and the right. You look up straight ahead, left and the right. Then you look up, you know, up above you, left to the right. Then you got to look behind you, you know, turn back behind you. Look to your left, look to your right. And it's just, I mean, it's not, it's not just a simple, you know, especially if you go somewhere where there's multiple tracks going through near different people. Oh, yeah, that would, I, I man, I'd have a panic attack. Um, <clears throat> I couldn't do it. Yeah, because there's different things from there what you have to do. Because if you have so many people going through, and if it's a high traffic area, you may not be able to get it. You know, you might actually have to go a, go like on a trail, for instance. You know, so what would I be looking for? I'd be looking for someone going off the trail. So I'd be looking at the foliage, you know, where mm -hmm. someone would walk through because there's just way too much traffic, and that it's just completely destroyed. You know the tracks you were going, and another yeah, thing gotcha, too is gotcha. you don't step in those tracks. You always have to be neck. You never step in it. Always around it. Yeah. Gotcha. But there's all kinds of techniques. There's even like sign cutting. You know, sign cutting. You know, there's ways to do it if you're just for a different number of people. You know, different techniques, and it's just it's real fascinating. Hmm. It's something that I first did. I think it was in 2016, and I love it. That is quite interesting. Yeah. But as far as Bigfoot, like I said, my the guy that trained me, you know, that TV show, you know, they had him on an episode or whatever, and he told me, he's like, oh, yeah, they're just complete full of shit. Well, yeah, I mean, why not just hire professional trackers and actually tra uh, track the damn thing? Come on. Well, he is a professional one. That's what I mean. Hire well, him, get yeah, him out there, they, get they, it done. They brought him in, you know, on the premise of, uh, you know, actual tracks, you know, really. But, you know, got there was more of a, oh, you know, hey, we have this professional guy. And they just kind of went on the whole, they just went on the whole entertainment aspect of it. And uh, it was like, you know, because he, he was kind of pissed off about it. But, yeah. Well, yeah. You think you're actually going to look him, at something, check something out? Yeah, and then, they, they, nah, they he's just here for thing. a face. Oh, yeah. They tell him one thing and then it's something else. So, yeah, he was, I'd be pissed yeah. off. Yeah, definitely. That'd, oh yeah, that'd be some shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh. think it is. Let's see here. That's see away, my. Huh? Oh my gosh. What? Are we done? Really? Um, I have a real long one, but I really don't want to get into reading all that because I'm tired of. Talking. Understandable. A story for another time. Yeah. Such as a horse of a different color. But definitely watch Missing 411. I put it in my notes. I'm probably going to watch it again tonight. Man, it must be good. 
It's just the information is what it is. It's the information yeah. that he gives. It's not the actual because I mean it's it's mainly. Yeah, you be, you like watching those missing kid things. That stuff breaks my heart, though. Well, I mean, you got to think too. Like the volunteer thing, a lot of it is missing. Yeah. You know, the volunteer search and rescue, and then the volunteer missing person thing. I do so. It's kind of a, you know, it is is what may seem disturbing that I find it fascinating. It's just for me, it's more knowledge. I'm learning more. Yeah. Even if it's, I hear, nineteen things that I already know, but the twentieth thing. Is something new. You know what I mean? Yep. Worth it. Worth it. You're right. Yeah. Same with, uh, like, crime. You know, like, uh, crime, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Like, crime documentaries or something. Uh-huh. You know, if I, sometimes I can actually pick something up from it. So, I mean, it's just, it, it's Yeah, it's not a good thing, man. <laughs> Nice. Not 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 that kind of. Yeah, not not that one. But uh But yeah, it's um you know, it's basically like research. It's not like I like to see people go missing or get kidnapped or whatnot. Yeah, of course. It's just for your own education. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I'm one of those types of people if if I find something that I want to learn, I just kinda get too deep into it. Yeah, you you do. You definitely uh, jump feet first down the rabbit holes. Yeah, big Bigfoot fairies, Bigfoot lemurs. That lemur one is weird. <laughs> the psychic one is weirder, but that one is definitely weird. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Giant lemurs banging chicks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. And we're talking giant lemurs. I mean, what, what are we talking? Is how big is a typical lemur? See, and that's what it's I like was thinking. A couple too. feet big, you know? Maybe. Like two feet tall, what, with its tail? Maybe. Four feet long? So what's big? I like, is it a rhino? Big. Like three feet long. You know, with really? tail. Really? So? With tail. I, mean, I don't know. I'm. We can look it up, but I really don't care. But I mean, it's, it's hey, small. Hey, Average length of a lemur. Here's what I found on the web for average length of a lemur. Have a look. 39 to 46 centimeters. She's British? Yeah. Of course. I mean, you got to be. That's hot, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. I like it. Um. So, yeah, they're small. Yeah, it's not very long. That really, really isn't. So when we're talking a giant, what are we talking? Like four feet tall? Max? I don't know. I mean, it's like a kangaroo, kind of. Yeah. Like a like a, like a medium-sized kangaroo. So if you're thinking about a, a woman that's maybe five or four foot, ten, four foot I'm eleven. trying not to pounds. think about this. <laughs> Yeah, about I'm that. Trying to probably. figure out the the you know. I mean, in that day and age, yeah, I would say probably yeah. the average was that maybe a little skinnier. A small, skinny woman that's not very strong. Yeah, having a creature about three quarters of her size. Yeah. <sighs> Damn lemurs. Yeah. Never did trust them at the zoos. The camels. Those are spitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're gross. 
Like llamas. Yeah. Nasty. Nasty. All right. Did you find the oh, list? Did you find that one? No, I did not. I still haven't found the Les Strode one. Hmm. I don't know where I friggin' dropped that at. Don't think I have anything else. You know what? Let me let me open this YouTube right here. The tube of youbs. Tube of youbs. Yeah. Uh, tell a story if I can get another one. What was it? <laughs> um and there were some that were just stupid as far as videos. Uh is this there were oh man go ahead oh i was gonna say you were saying stupid videos yeah oh what the, where the hell is that one? Oh god the ridiculousness is epic uh i wouldn't know that one oh it was um uh colorado it, again colorado what the hell is it with colorado but it was th this couple evidently thought they had hit a deer in their car. So the lady is filming their backup camera from the inside of the car. You know, because fancy new cars have that video display and everything. Yeah. Well, it shows it. And then all of a sudden, this thing comes running out of nowhere. Like chasing the car. Hmm. And they swear it was a Bigfoot. They had hit a Bigfoot and they had gotten up and chased the car. It. it Yes, yes. But this was on that, that Thinker Thunker, too. It's also on the Did you see that one? Review. Yes, the Bigfoot Chases Car in Colorado. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I hate how he said, okay, so if this road is just, you know, five to eight feet, this is just a regular-sized guy. But if it's 12 to 11 feet, it's a, a much bigger man. Well, you can kind of tell how wide the road is, being that you're looking at the back of the car. Yeah, from that camera that has like the... Exactly. It, and it looks like it's a maybe a seven, eight foot wide road, and, and which puts the guy at about a regular height. And folks, if you haven't seen this, I um, when I was in Kauai uh, last year doing the help with the flooding, the 100 year flood thing they had, uh, the trucks that we were renting out with Team Rubicon had, you know, they had those little, you know, camera things. So you could sit there in your dashboard, look at it. You had the view from behind you, and it had yeah. like a, a red, then a yellow, and then a green line. So it kind of, it kind of helped as like guides, whatever. And so this mm -hmm. video, yeah, they, they like, okay, I hit something or whatever. And so that you see them back up in this video. And then you see this black thing is laying on the ground a little farther away behind them. And then you see, and I swear to you, it's a dude in a costume that gets up and just starts running. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. And even like, like on that, that uh, video, that uh, thinker, bunker, thunder, whatever, <laughs> whatever that guy did, like he goes frame by frame at one point. Yeah. Like he's just scrubbing through little by little and it is so fake looking. Oh, like I see things like that. And I'm like, this is going to be good because this is this is the chance. But no, it ends up just being crap again. Yeah. Yeah. Bums it's, me. It's, it's, um, couple Russian ones. I 
there were a couple of Russian videos I wasn't too sure on. Um, the ones were the, you know, the trees, you know, and, and throwing them or breaking them. There was one where uh, there was two of them and one had a branch and as it crossed over or a period or whatever, it took a branch, hit it against another tree and it went to pieces. Yeah. Um, trying to find, let's see. The Patterson Gimli one, I do have, I did watch the three and a half minute one. I didn't watch a longer, I think there's a longer version, but I watched the one that's like three and a half minutes. I think the longer one's only like five or six. Something like that, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's not that long. Wait, what's this? Bigfoot porn controversy and politics. Yeah, it's the one we just talked about. This is the YouTube video. So, so, how, how was your week? I, I think that our Bigfoot topics were kind of Bigfooted out. Oh, dude, a uh, rough weekend. Again, at work, uh, rough night Sunday night, but we made it through. Mm-hmm. Ended up, uh, my partner, Melissa, who I've been partners with her for about four years now. But, uh, yeah, she ended up saving a lady's life, did a hell of a job. So, Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it's becoming a, a nightly thing. It's, it's getting on my nerves, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, I see how that goes. Nah, it, feel, it feels good to do my job, but sometimes just like, I, can I just sit for a little while? Yeah. Just a little while. But, yeah, she was a champ. She did great. I love her to death. But my son, dude, he threw an epic tantrum today. Oh. Yeah, so I'm letting him on his scooter out in the front yard and he starts going down the road i'm like yo where are you going he was like down here i said no get in the driveway you know it was about 5 30 people are coming home i'm a little nervous in the cul-de-sac yeah and uh so we like kind of threw a little fit but he got over it and then my wife pulled up and he, he proceeds to tell her do you know what dad told me <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you're ratting me out and she backed me up. Boy, he didn't like that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my wife's trying to get him into the garage. <clears throat> and he walks in a few steps. And she starts closing the garage. Well, he does this full-on Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones thing, rolls underneath the freaking garage door going down. So my wife's in the garage, and he's outside of it. <laughs> and I'm in the house. <laughs> so i see him go running by i was like oh that can't be good (laughs) and here comes my wife barreling through the house and she looked pissed i was like is there a problem honey she's like oh i'm fixing to tear his ass up now (laughs) and she opened that door and he was standing there and he said i'm sorry i was like dude that was the right way to play that let's get inside (laughs) yeah but (laughs) they're good they're yeah, they get at that age, and they're they're my mind is is I, I with with Jagger. There's some there's times where it's just it's hard to keep a straight face because like you wanna you wanna spank the living shit out of them, yeah. But at the same time, you find just what they say completely hilarious. What? Like yeah. like he was it was uh, for lunchtime, you know. He's like you know he's like I'm gonna snack, and I was like no, it's lunchtime. 
okay, well, I want some crackers. I'm like, no, you're going to have, you're going to have chicken and crackers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I just want crackers. I'm like, no, you're not the one that gets to make this decision. I'm the daddy. You're the child. Well, you're going to have chicken and crackers. So he puts a box there. He's like, oh, whatever. I never, never heard him say that before. Whatever. And I'm just like, like you little shit. That's yeah, hilarious. It's kind of like a dick. It's a dick response, but that was well used. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's been good. doing stuff like that lately. And it's just like, you know, you really got to hold back from laughing. It's so awesome to see their personalities developing. Yeah. Like, just seeing what kind of kid they're going to be. Oh, dear God. Yeah, you're screwed, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll probably get paid back, but I got a feeling mine's going to be in the teen years. Well, um... I don't know. It, it Typically, in the teens, yeah, they do kind of get ornery, but... The boys aren't as bad as girls are during their teen times. I don't know, dude. That's pretty damn bad. <laughs> I, know, I got beat all the damn time because I was just stupid. Oh, no. I didn't get that. But then again, I was working at 15 at nights at a grocery store, so I kind of had a little leeway, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you're out, work from midnight to 6 a.m., Kind of hard to bitch at a kid for being out at 10 p.m. at night on his day off. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I think uh, once I started, because I was still doing jobs like for years before I could legally get one. But, uh, yeah. But then again, even like younger before then, like, man, I was just too stupid. I think what was I was, I think it was uh, third grade. Was it third grade? I think it was first grade. I had a crush on a girl, uh-huh. and I went, while my parents were asleep, I snuck in their room. Oh, Lord, here we go. Yes, yes. And I grabbed a ring that was my mother's, and it was her grandmother's. It was like no shit gold diamond ring. Mm. Like diamond, diamond, and gold, gold. Yeah. So I brought it with me to school, got on the bus, you know, got there, and was like, here. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... It, you know, day goes by, I go home, and uh, what was it? Um, I guess she didn't realize it right away or something. I don't <sighs> remember, but I think while she's like, have you seen? And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Then the oh girl's parents call uh, call them. So, yeah, I, I didn't get dinner that night, and I had to stay in the garage. Oh, my God. That is awful, bro. Well, no, I take it back. Um, before the dinner, we actually had to go to her house. And oh. I had to get out. I had to go knock on the door. <laughs> you know, So bad. You know, six-year-old little me going to knock on the door. I'm like, yeah. And I had to explain to them whatever it was. And, you know, it's, <laughs> as embarrassing it as that is. super sweet gesture. Yeah. It was very sweet. I, no, I was told to. I was instructed. I wasn't going to do it on my own. Are you kidding no, me? No, no. I mean, the giving of the ring. Yeah. Was, was very sweet. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, like, you owned it, you went and you took care of it, and that's awesome. I mean, shortly after, I think it was like a couple of days after, she ended up, you know, dating a buddy of mine. Or she was not dating because you're too young to date at first grade. Six, yeah. yeah. So it was, I don't know what the term you call it, but yeah. Kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well... You know, uh, okay, it, it, it is it is that time. Holy crow! Yeah, part. This is uh, the end of part two. Part two. And I, I do, I do want to finish off with. Uh, yes, the song. A song. I which do want to hear the song. We will put. I will put on there. You know, during the editing. Okay. But uh, it is a love song. Um. A love song. Yes. I'm okay. Try, I'm trying to find the uh, the little library thing. It's up oh, there. It is okay. It is a love song. I uh, will not tell you the title just yet. And but it is by Wind Chimes Productions. Wind Chimes Productions. Yes. Sounds reputable. So uh, I hope you do enjoy it, and I hope we don't get sued for copyright infringement. Um. Uh, what are they gonna take? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my Hot Wheels Gorilla Garage. All yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. I hope you enjoyed the part one and two. Um, be good to people this week. Do something nice for someone, and uh, don't yes. be a douchebag. Don't be a douchebag, brother. All right. Bye, bye. Bye. Sometimes, after the rain clears, everything is quiet around me. The memories, they hit me like shards of glass, you know? I see his face, so much like an angel when he smiles at me. I think I always knew this would happen. His world, it moved too fast and he burned so bright. I was blinded, and I lost my way. Worse than that, I lost him. He drags me back to his dang cave. He spanks me if I misbehave I love him But I wish he'd shave It's not his foot that looks so big He's packing like a redwood Not a log or a branch or a stick or a twig Too bad he looks just like a wig But then he thrusts me once and I'm ready for a thing Me back.
my black hole. He got me so hot, I called Smokey the Bear. Fuck that guy. Don't need to floss with all of that hair. Too much, baby? Uh, Come on. He flashes me a grin, and my legs shoot in the air. I'm Bigfoot's love Under a rock It sure feels good When I'm riding his Leaks, twigs and berries I nibble on his I love his cryptid Simeon Jim I'm Bigfoot's love slave When he comes it's like a tidal Dumb and hairy, call him Gary or Ben